You're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. During cataract surgery, a patient's aging and cloudy natural lens is replaced with a synthetic lens to restore the eye's ability to focus. Until recently, the patient then needed bifocals or reading glasses to see up close. How have things changed? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, author of You Can Think Like a Psychiatrist, your host, and with me today is Dr. Michael Gordon. Dr. Gordon is an ophthalmologist specializing in refractive surgery at the Gordon Binder Weiss Vision Institute in La Jolla, California. Over the years, Dr. Gordon has been involved in every aspect of refractive surgery, traveling the world to learn and teach the latest refractive surgery techniques. Dr. Gordon has performed thousands of LASIK procedures and is among the most experienced laser refractive surgeon in the world. Welcome to ReachMD. Thank you, Leslie. Pleasure to be here. Dr. Gordon, what exactly is a cataract? Well, a cataract is any opacity or decrease in the clarity of the eye's natural crystalline lens. And what causes it? Uh, there's lots of causes. They can be congenital. They can be caused by certain medications, particularly steroids, trauma, eye infections. But the most common type is those that we see with age. So age, far and away the most common, but other things possible. Absolutely. Okay. How common are cataracts? Extremely common. I mean, technically, probably everyone develops a cataract. Now, that decrease in the clarity of the lens doesn't usually affect the vision, so it's not a visually significant cataract, but, you know, everybody develops some sort of changes in the lens of their eye. Those that go on to having cataract surgery are certainly much rarer, but still is the most common surgical procedure done in the United States. Is there a way to prevent cataracts? You know, we've tried lots of different things, lots of different homeopathic remedies. There's really nothing that will prevent it other than maybe wearing a good pair of sunglasses when you're outdoors. So none of the vitamins now that are for eye health, any of those things you can buy seem to make a difference? No, those things are really, I think, for macular health and not really cataract prevention. Well, let's move on. What's the state of the art now for cataract correction? Well, cataract surgery, like most surgeries that are being done, has evolved very significantly over the, over the years to the point where the technology for removing a cataract being phacoemulsification, the machines are better, one needs less energy to break up the cataract and remove it from the eye, leading to less complications and I think probably the most significant thing is that when we remove the natural lens of the eye, which has become cloudy, we put a new lens back in made of either a plastic material or a silicone material. The new lenses have the ability to see both far and near. So whereas, you know, people used to, if you had cataract surgery and you had good distance vision, you'd still have to wear reading glasses. Well, now we can do surgery with lenses that eliminate the need for any glasses in probably 80 to 90% of patients. Wow, so a huge change. Oh, dramatic change. To the point where most ophthalmologists now think of cataract surgery as refractive surgery, meaning the goal is not to just remove the cataract, but to make the patient glasses free. Now, do you have to do one eye at a time? Do you do them both together? Walk us through the typical workup and, and what the logistics are. Well, the workup is, again, as in most procedures, a complete eye exam, along with certain exams that are specific for the cataract surgery, and that is a measurement of the length of the eye, the depth of the anterior chamber, meaning from the back of the cornea to the front of the iris, because all those things enter into the calculations for what power 
implant would be appropriate for that individual. So, I mean, there are patient typically is in the office for about, oh, an hour and a half for a typical pre-op cataract exam. And because a lot of these patients are in the over 60, over 70 age range, an exam with their personal family physician, internist, to make sure that, you know, they're okay for surgery. What kind of anesthesia do you use? Typically, it's just drops. It's topical anesthesia with some anesthesia standby, just some light sedation. Okay. So they can be semi-unstable medically? I mean, they certainly don't have to have general anesthesia. This is about as far from general anesthesia as you can get. I mean, we don't, you know, it used to be 10, 15 years ago, we did cataract surgery by doing a retro-bulbar anesthetic meaning injecting a bolus of lidocaine or whatever, whatever topical local anesthetic behind the eye to numb the globe. But now we just use topical drops because the surgery is so good, so quick, so efficient, we don't need that kind of anesthesia anymore. Therefore, we don't need the patient to be as heavily sedated. And how long does the actual procedure take? In the hands of an experienced cataract surgeon, probably five to seven, ten minutes max. And why do they have to wear those funky glasses afterwards? I've always wondered that. Well, it's more for eye protection and protect the eye from, you know, when you remove the natural lens, you've removed a, a UV or an intra- infrared filter from the eye. And even though some of the lenses we have now provide some of that filter, so it's more of exposure to ambient light, and the effects that'll have more on the macula than it would on anything else. Oh, okay. So they have to wear those those sunglasses then forever after the surgery? Not really forever, just for a few weeks. Oh, okay. Now, what are the risks associated with cataract corrective surgery? Well, I mean, the risks are, you know, the major risk would be infection, which is probably the most uncommon of the risks, because any infection inside the eye is potentially vision-threatening. The risk of retinal detachment, because, again, anytime you're doing something inside the eye, where you decrease the eye pressure, there's always the chance you're going to get a vitreous separation and a retinal detachment. There's a chance of glaucoma, and there's a chance of what we call cystoid macula edema, where you get fluid buildup in the macula. But, you know, again, cataract surgery is 98 99% successful. Now, with the lens implant, will they develop cataracts, the actual implants eventually? Or, or once you've had the surgery, you're, you're good to go? No, once you've had the surgery, you're good to go. The only thing that might happen is since you're, you're kind of leaving the capsule of the lens in place, sometimes the posterior capsule can become opacified. And then we just use what's called a YAG laser to basically make an opening in that capsule postoperatively. How far after the original surgery might that be? Oh, usually it's not before three months, certainly. It's usually between three months and a year. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Michael Gordon. We are discussing cataract correction. Mickey, how do we know when to refer our patients? Most of our listeners are primary care docs seeing these, these patients for lots of other medical reasons. At what point do we suggest, hey, you, know, you should really consider getting someone to look at your cataracts? Well, I think if someone comes in complaining of, you know, they're not able to read anymore, I'm having trouble driving, I can't drive at night, I can't do the things I like to do because I don't feel like I see well enough to do it, chances are that patient has a cataract. Now, that may not be the only thing they have. Certainly in an older age group, you got to wonder about macular degeneration, but certainly the next step would be referring them to an eye care professional to have them looked at. And will insurance pay for this procedure? Oh, yeah. If you have a visually significant cataract that's interfering with 
driving or activities of daily living, absolutely. Roughly, how much do these procedures cost? You know, it depends on what type of intraocular lens implant you're going to use because the basic implant that's only good for one distance, meaning you get it for distance vision and you're going to wear a a pair of uh, reading glasses, those lenses are much less expensive for the patient than the lenses that correct both near and far. So you may pay, you know, $4,000 or $4,500 or $5,000 for a what we call a premium IOL that corrects both near and far, but you may only pay $3,000 or $3,500 for a lens that just corrects distance. Any other information that our listeners, again, especially primary care docs, anything that we need to know about cataracts or cataract surgery? Well, I think the one thing to come away from this is the ability that we have now to give individuals vision that they've never experienced before, certainly after cataract surgery. The newer technology to remove them is so easy. These things are literally removed in a few minutes. And the ability to rehabilitate vision to where not only you have good distance vision but good near vision to the point where you can almost be glasses-free is, I think it's tremendous for the patient. Why wait until somebody can't drive? That's a great point because we have two groups of patients who have cataract surgery now. We have the older individuals who do have visually significant cataracts, and then we have individuals who are in their late 50s, early 60s, who come in because they're thinking, I just want to get rid of my glasses. They're really coming in for laser surgery, and we tell them, you know, the other option you have, which may be a better option because you do have the beginnings of some cataracts, is just have your cataract removed now, even though it's not visually significant. Your insurance won't pay for it, but you'll be free of ever having to have cataract surgery, and you'll be free of wearing distance and near glasses 85-90% of the time. Thanks so much for being on our show today. It's been my pleasure, really. Thank you. We've been discussing cataracts and cataract correction with Dr. Michael Gordon of La Jolla, California. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at reachmd.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library. There's even a search function where you can look for either guests or topics that most interest you. Thank you for listening. A few years ago, I was thinking about how convenient it would be if physicians had their very own radio channel where they could hear the latest medical news, get information, and get free CME. I'm Dr. David Preskill, founder of ReachMD and a practicing ob myself. This month, I'm happy to say that ReachMD Channel 157 on XM Satellite Radio is celebrating its very first anniversary. Over the past year, we have heard from thousands of physicians all over the country. These physicians have shared great ideas and the names of medical thought leaders which have become shows featured on ReachMD XM 157. I appreciate your input and your support. By listening to ReachMD and inviting your colleagues to listen, we can ensure medical professionals throughout the country have a channel to deliver the latest medical news, information, and free accreditation. For the last year, we have been broadcasting over XM Satellite Radio on Channel 157. We've recently launched our new website at ReachMD.com. You can now listen to a live stream of our channel or use our on-demand feature to select from our library of nearly 3,000 shows. I'm also very excited to tell you that we have just added accredited free CME weekend programs. Through both, 
ReachMD XM157 and www.reachmd.com will also be able to provide you a convenient method to earn, track, and retrieve your free accredited CME hours. As we enter our second year, ReachMD continues its commitment to medical professionals nationwide to provide the latest medical news, information, and education. I thank you for listening to ReachMD XM157 and invite you to visit us at ReachMD.com. While you are visiting our new website, we welcome your thoughts and your comments. ReachMD is the channel for medical professionals, online, on demand, and on XM. This ReachMD program is featured on Sermo, a free online community exclusively for physicians. To discuss this program with your colleagues, visit www.sermo.com. That's S-E-R-M-O dot com. When you join, enter ReachMD in the promotion box to receive a $15 Amazon gift card.